It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Friday. I didn't make it to Thursday. Took the day off yesterday, a little under the weather, but made it back for a Friday. The 24-hour flu slash stomach virus got me yesterday, but here we are, ready to go on this Friday and a lot to talk about. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. It is Friday, April 15th. I found out yesterday it's not tax day. April 15th is always tax day when it occurs during a work week, but not this year. April 18th, Monday, is tax day. So early this week, I was giving you false information. That's what this show does. It's all about false information. What is not false is you can uh, join in on the conversation on the M&M Card H hotline, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's is a perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It is Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball. So when you're watching a game today, don't freak out because everybody's wearing number 42. Everybody will be wearing number 42 today. Nobody's allowed to wear it during the regular season anymore except for April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. It was 75 years ago today that Jackie Robinson made his debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers in Major League Baseball. And an historic day that we should celebrate every day. It probably should be a holiday, a national holiday. Uh, if Columbus Day is a holiday and President's Day is a holiday, Jackie Robinson Day should probably be a national holiday. But that's just my opinion. So when you're watching a game today and number 42 is pitching and batting and running at first and playing every position in the field, don't freak out. That's the way it's supposed to be today. Um. A lot to talk about today. I don't know where to start. Uh, Kenny Payne right now, as we as we speak, is adding Danny Manning to the staff, former head coach at Wake Forest, former national champion player and assistant coach at Kansas University, um, and last year was the interim head coach at Maryland after the head coach left uh, early in the season or uh, decided to opt out early in the season. Danny Manning was an assistant, became the interim head coach at Maryland last year. So Louisville going to have some national championship experience on their bench. You got Nolan Smith, who played for Duke on a national championship team. Kenny Payne, of course, 86 titleist in Louisville. And now Danny Manning won one as an co assistant coach and, of course, one as a player, Danny and the Miracles, 1988, Larry Brown was the coach. They beat Billy Tubbs in Oklahoma in the national championship game. I remember that game because everybody said Kansas had no chance to win that game unless they slowed the game down. The Jayhawks had 50 points at halftime and beat Billy Tubbs and run and gun Oklahoma and Wayman, the late great Wayman Tisdale was on that team. Uh, but it was Danny and the Miracles. So you get a world of experience here with Danny Manning. I love the hire. I love the hire. And part of what I love about it is we didn't hear anything about it. We didn't hear anything about it. We pride ourselves in this age of social media and Twitter and 
Facebook and Instagram, we know everything before it's going to happen, right? We know everything. We knew Kenny Payne was going to be the head coach days before it was announced. We know everything that's going to happen in the world because of social media. We didn't have this one. We didn't have it. It was a great name to banty around, to throw around. I mean, I can throw around a name. Wouldn't it be great if, um, oh, I don't know, uh, Joe Justice joined Kenny Payne's staff? Wouldn't that be cool? I can throw a name out. But we we didn't know this was coming. We, we've thrown around Milt Wagner's name. We expect him to be either an assistant coach or a, a uh, manage, manager of basketball operations or some title within the Louisville program. But I'm not sure we had Danny Manning, uh, who wants probably to be a head coach again, uh, unceremoniously knocked sideways at Wake Forest, didn't have a great didn't have any great years at Wake. Had a long had a had a chance there. Had some time there to get it right. Uh, he was at Wake Forest as head coach from 2014 to 2020, 2014 to 2020. So Tulsa head coach for three years. Wake Forest head coach for seven seasons, and then a Maryland interim head coach last year. And I would guess, I would assume he wants to be a head coach somewhere again. But he takes this leap to be on the staff of Kenny Payne. And he said nothing but great things about Kenny Payne in his release, which uh, read in part, I am very fortunate, blessed, and excited to be a part of the city of Louisville, the University of Louisville, and Louisville basketball with Coach Payne. I've spent a lot of time and uh, I've spent a lot of fun time watching the Louisville basketball program dating back to the Metro Conference Tournament. I've been fortunate to watch many people around basketball in my career. KP is someone that I have always admired for his work ethic, knowledge of the game, and passion for helping young men reach their dreams and doing things the right way. I'm blessed that he has given me this chance to continue working with young men, impacting their lives on and off the court, and helping them reach their dreams. I'm equally excited to work with Nolan Smith, as his father was a mentor to me and Kenny, Derek helped show me the ropes of high-level basketball. That's a nice quote from uh, Danny Manning today. Uh, I don't think he's at the Keeper Center, or if he is, uh, you know, I, I, I had not heard that. He sent out a statement, and uh, he will be here. But uh, Kenny holding a press conference as we speak announcing the hiring of Danny Manning. When I heard last night that there was going to be a press conference today, actually Danny Manning is uh, at, at the press conference. My mistake. When I heard the announcement last night, I thought it was going to be Milt Wagner. Now, you want DJ Wagner. He's the number one player in the class next season. The problem is going to be here. He can, he can go straight to the pros. It's going to be the first year where the one and done is no longer a necessity. It's no longer a 19-year-old. It has to be an 18-year-old. And if D.J. Wagner's the number one player in the class of 2023, then I would be surprised if he doesn't just head to the league. Here's another thing to keep in mind. I was at the introductory press conference for Kenny Payne. And 
it was a kumbaya moment, right? All the old players were there. Everybody associated with the program was in the building. It was a huge crowd. There were fans. There were boosters. There, Denny Crum was uh, seated in the front row. Uh, luminaries abound. And, and mostly, mainly, what I noticed was all the former players, most of them under Coach Crum, but some even under Coach Patino, were in the building. And I asked the people sitting around me, and I asked myself this question also, how many of these people are here because they're happy for Kenny Payne? How many of these people are here because they're happy for the program that they brought back Kenny Payne? And how many of these former players are here because they want a job? Because they want to be on the staff, whether it's an assistant coach, whether it's an administrative uh, aspect. They want a piece of this pie. They're looking for a job. How many of these guys are truly happy just to be here for Kenny Payne and just to celebrate the fact that Kenny Payne is the new head coach at the University of Louisville and how many of them are here because they would like to work for Kenny Payne and they think this is an end. I played with Kenny. I know Kenny from when I played with Coach Crump. Kenny mentored me when I was a young player. How many of them? Because so far, two assistant coaches have been named. Nolan Smith didn't play at Louisville. Danny Manning didn't play at Louisville. That's interesting to me. And maybe, you know, it's just something I noticed that means nothing. Maybe it doesn't mean a thing. Maybe 100% of those guys were there to support Kenny Payne and no other reason. Maybe. I'm skeptical of that. I'm skeptical of that. By the way, Rick Bozich, we think, will join me at about 1240 today. He is at the press conference. He is uh, listening to the comments of Coach Payne, Coach Manning. Uh, I'm sure uh, Rick will have a few questions during the press conference. Hopefully it will wrap up fairly quickly, and we'll be able to get Rick on and get his take uh, at about 1240. We'll also ask Rick about the Tom Jurich situation. That's what we're going to call it, the Jurich situation, Jurich gate, right? Will he, won't he be the next athletic director at the University of Louisville? Is this a split of the fan base once again? where you got the Josh Hurd backers, you got the Tom Jurich backers, and you've got the anybody other than Tom Jurich backers because that faction is out there. They don't want to go backwards. They don't care if it's Josh Hurd. They just don't want it to be Tom Jurich. And then you've got this clandestine meeting on Tuesday night led by some of the biggest names on buildings at Louisville and on stadiums, Jim Patterson, Steve Traeger, uh, Dr. Mark Lynn. You, you had those guys. You had John Ramsey. You had Scotty Davenport. You had a bunch of people influential in the University of Louisville athletics neighborhood, right? Money people, for lack of a better word. Money people. People that stir the pot, that the they they uh, they deliver the meal. They make the meal and they deliver the meal. The big money, and they are all on board with Tom Jurich. 
They want whatever search firm is chosen, which should be within the next week, to search for an athletic director. They want Tom Jurich to be interviewed by that search committee, to be talked to by that search committee, fully vetted by the search committee. And they believe that if that happens, he will be the top choice to be the next athletic director at the University of Louisville. Then you have faction number two, Josh Hurd. Look what he's done. He cleanly got rid of Chris Mack. He hired Kenny Payne. He has gotten raises for other coaches in athletic programs that have been very successful, including Jeff Walls. He's got a lot of things done here. The University of Louisville football program is having a recruiting coup right now. Every day, it seems, you open up your phone and find out that another commitment, another four-star commitment, has made Louisville their place, their choice. Now, I've said this before a number of times on this show, including Pierce Clarkson, the elite quarterback out of California that's committed to Louisville, He's all all over social media trying to get other guys to commit to Louisville, other California players. Until these guys sign on the dotted line, I don't care. You can have 50 five-star commitments. I don't know if there are 50 five-star players. You can get every five-star player committed to your university, but until that letter of intent comes in, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention. Pierce Clarkson, by all accounts, is all in on the University of Louisville. All in. Going to be projected to be a great quarterback, a potential first-round NFL draft quarterback a few years down the road here. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got arm strength. He's got uh, the mental aspect to play quarterback. He's got everything you want, and he's committed to L. I'll get excited, and Louisville fan can be excited now. I'm not going to get excited until pen meets paper, the fax or however they send it down, the electronic. What is that called? Electronic mail? Yeah, the email. Whatever the signed document is, that's when I get excited. That's when I say, wow, they got a good one here. Until then, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Got to talk about House Bill 606. We'll do that after the break. Uh, It never came to a vote yesterday. Yesterday was the last day of the uh, General Assembly in Frankfurt. You got 38 senators, 20 of whom were in favor of this House Bill 606 passing, uh, legalizing sports gaming in the state of Kentucky. 20 of 38. Now, that's a majority. That's all you needed to get it passed. It never came to a vote. A few senators, Republican senators, would not allow it to come up for a vote. I don't know how that works. I'm smart enough to do a noon sports call-in show. I'm not smart enough to tell you how the Kentucky Senate works. But I will say this. If you have the votes to pass this resolution, to pass this bill, and one or two senators can stop it from being voted upon, 
and delay it for another year or two, I think it's two years, it'll be delayed now before it can come up for a vote again, then there is something grotesquely wrong with the system. Something horribly wrong with the system. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, A lot happened in the two days I was off. Uh, Clayton Kershaw had a seven-inning perfect game when he was pulled out of. We'll talk about that. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had a big night. Uh, Some local basketball players that entered the transfer portal have found new homes. The Bats won a game last night. Uh, NBA tonight, these uh, these are elimination games now. Elimination games. We'll talk about those. Um, and Rick Bozich, hopefully at about 1240 today, will join the program. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. The uh, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line open as well, 502 414 1450. Get your text into the show at 414-1450. Kenny Payne, within the last 20 minutes, has announced Danny Manning as assistant coach. And one thing I forgot to mention, head coaching experience here. Kenny Payne had none. Uh, I mean, I know he coached when Cal got kicked out of a game, a couple of games. He was uh, he finished the game as the head coach. Uh, Nolan Smith, never been a head coach. But Danny Manning has been there. Seven years at Wake, three years at Tulsa. Uh, he's got head coaching experience. Don't underestimate the significance of that factoid. By the way, uh, Big X Golf Cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Once again, you can play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Under $25 a round, cart included. Supply is limited, so get yours today. All right, I, I don't want to get upset today, but this House Bill 606 thing has really, really got me, got me down in the dumps. Before I, I, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done with it. It's corrupt. It's uh, there's no excuse for it, and there you go. Let's go to the Eminem Cards Hotline. Somebody bring me back to a happier place. How about Buzz Frank? Buzz, how are you? I'm doing great, John. And and you stole the main part of my call when you just talked about Danny Manning having the head coaching experience. Yeah, fantastic hire. I think. Yeah, I I agree. And I I don't know how he's going to turn out as a head coach, uh, Kenny Payne, but. I believe so far he's doing everything the right way. He went out and got a young recruiter, yes. who, uh, an up-and-comer in the profession. Now he's got a head co- a coach with head coaching experience coming in. Those are the boxes that I saw all of the experts saying he needed to check, and I think he's done it the right way, and he's doing a great job so far. And, and you, we'll see what happens on the court. And if you're Kenny Payne and you're Nolan Smith and you're Danny Manning and you go to a recruit together, wear your rings. Wear your rings. Yeah. Here you Absolutely. go. Here's what we're going to do. If you're a big man, if you're a five-star big man, and you can learn from Danny Manning and Kenny Payne, how how do you turn that down? That's a tough turn down uh, right I, there. 
no way you can turn that down. I mean, you've, you've got that. And, and again, it's the, the question will be, how does he, when he assembles his team, how do they perform on the court? And the jury will still be out on that till they actually take the court next fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know what? You should be on this show. I could I could have stayed home sick another day <laughs> because I, you're, you're saying everything that's, uh, that's gone through my mind. You're absolutely right about that. This, uh, I, I did, and I didn't hear the name Danny Manning. Now maybe I was out of the loop a little bit, but I didn't hear that name until late last night. I heard Danny Manning. I thought, wow, if he can get Danny Manning, who I would, you know, I know Maryland has got uh, uh, Kevin Willard now. They they took Kevin Willard from uh, Seton Hall, but um, you know, Danny Manning. I'm sure he wants to be a head coach again. So if you could get him to be an assistant first at Louisville, I'm I'm on. I'm on board. What a great, great hire. I I agree. And 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 maybe it he's at the point where he says, you know, I've been a head coach. I kind of like being an assistant and not having all of the pressure put on me. And maybe he sticks around for a while. Uh here's the here's the catch twenty two. Let's say Louisville has a couple of great seasons. He's gone, right? If he wants to be a head coach and they have a couple of great seasons, a couple of final four seasons, Danny Manning's gonna go be a head coach somewhere else. That's the negative, but you know what? If you get a couple Final Fours, I think if you're Louisville, you take that. Oh, I, I agree, and I think you could say the same thing about Nolan Smith, too, being yeah. the young up-and-comer that he is, um, that somebody will want him as a head coach. So, yeah, I think – but as a head coach, you have to have confidence when you bring somebody in. Yes, absolutely. Um, that if you groom them, you don't hold them back, and that's how you get good assistant coaches because they know you won't hold them back. And you also have to be confident in your own skin when you'll bring in a Danny Manning. You, oh, yeah. if, if you're Kenny Payne, you have to be confident enough to say, look, I'm the head coach. You are my assistant coach. That's how this works. And you have to be confident enough in your own talents to say, I'm going to bring in a former head coach, a, a national uh, player of the year, a national um, most outstanding player who won a national championship that has head coaching experience because I'm not threatened by this guy. You have to have that confidence, and Kenny Payne is showing he's got it. Absolutely. Anything else on your mind today? Yeah, you've mentioned the Clayton Kershaw deal, and, yeah. I, and I understand in today's world, but I, I was just thinking about how pitchers in today's MLB compared to pitchers from when I was a kid and a young adult growing up are kind of like thoroughbred racehorses today versus the Citations and the Whirlaways and, and the horses that came up in the 50s and 60s that would race every two or three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, continue to come back, and now they race two or three times a year and they're put out to stud. And I, can you imagine uh, somebody like a, a, a Whitey Herzog or somebody going out to Bob Gibson and say, Bob, I know you got a perfect game going, but we're pulling you because you need some rest. How would you like to be? How would you like to be the manager that walked out and told Nolan Ryan, "You're, you're you know what, Nolan, you're playing, you're pitching well, um, but we're going to take you out of this game." Nolan Ryan's going to punch you in the face if you come out and tell him that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just and and when you look at some of the stats that those guys put up, I was thinking of like a Warren Spahn or a Don Drysdale that just went out every four. And by the way, they had four man rotations back in those days, not yep. five or six. Yep. And they go out and throw nine. And and I, I think I brought it up on your show once before the game that Spahn and Juan Marichal pitched against each other, and both pitched complete games, and it wound up a one zero. 
victory for Marischal because Willie Mays hit a home run off of Spahn. I mean, you don't see games like that anymore, and yeah. those guys seem to do all right later in their career. And you're never going to see them again because of Tommy John surgery. What did these guys do before Tommy John surgery when they got hurt? They kept pitching. I mean, they, yeah. they kept pitching. They, they dealt with the pain, and look, maybe it hurt them later in life. Maybe they couldn't lift their right arm by the time they were 45 years old, but they, they were warriors back then. Yeah, it's, it's totally different today. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the call as always. Good to hear from you. One, well, yeah, one go last ahead. quick question. All right. Uh, with you're, bat, you're starting with to sound like Ed, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, oh that was a shot. Oh, uh, unnecessary. Oh, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, yeah, uh, with the bat games being on the big X, yeah. will we still get some Braves games during the summer? I don't think so. Uh, I'll check on that. I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, Braves had a day game, I think, uh, yesterday maybe, or the day before we didn't carry it. So I would be surprised um, because we are totally 100% behind the Louisville bats right now here, here at the Big X, and, uh, and uh, I like that. I like that we're, uh, we're, we're playing the local team here. Thank you, buddy. I agree. I, I do that 100%. See you, John. Thank you, Buzz Frank. Always a treat. All right, if you don't know, Clayton Kershaw pitched seven innings, perfect game the other night um, for the Dodgers in Minnesota. And that was 37 degrees when he was taken out of the game. It was about 42 degrees during the game. It was 37 degrees. He had thrown 80 pitches. He had 13 strikeouts in those 80 pitches. And got taken out of the game by Dave Roberts. Now, Clayton Kershaw is a company guy. Now, keep in mind, Clayton Kershaw's last start was October last season, and he came out with with the soreness in his arm and thought he might have to have Tommy John surgery, which he did not have to have. So this is his next start since that scare, that injury. So I understand. I do understand the the points that Dave Roberts make. Look, it's his first start of the season. We didn't have a, a, a normal spring training, so most of these pitchers, and you've seen this all year, most of these starting pitchers are going four and five innings if they get that far before they're taken out of the game. I get all that. I do. But as a fan, this is one of the big names in Major League Baseball right now. There are not a lot of great players that you you just you hear the name and you know who they are. Maybe Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. Um, Freddie Freeman, Mike uh, Aaron Judge. There are certain guys you go, okay, yeah, I know who that is. Clayton Kershaw is one of those guys, right? He's one of those guys. He's throwing a perfect game. Perfect games only happened 23 times in the history of the game. Fewer times in triple plays. Fewer times in just about anything you want to bring up. Perfect through seven in Minnesota. 80 pitches, not 120 pitches, 80 pitches, and he's taken out of the game. Now, I'm watching the game. Uh, I turned it on about the fifth inning when I realized, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm following along on my Twitter account and realized, hey, uh, nobody's gotten on base against Kershaw through four innings. Okay, let's turn it on and watch. And I'm jacked up. I'm a fan here, okay? I'm a baseball fan. Clayton Kershaw, perfect game. Oh, what a great start to the season this is. I'm not a Dodger fan. I couldn't care less whether the Dodgers win or lose. In fact, I like it when they lose. But I wanted this. And they took him out. And it's selfish as a fan. 
All right? It's selfish. I wanted to see him continue. I wanted to see him have a shot at a perfect game. It was seven to nothing. It wasn't one to nothing where Dave Roberts says, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust this to my bullpen. They're fresher. It's early in the season. It was seven to nothing or six to nothing maybe. Here's a stat that I saw. In 1974, in the middle of June, Nolan Ryan threw three, 235 pitches against the Red Sox. 235. He made his next start on three days rest, and he won. And he pitched 19 more years after that. I'm just saying, we, we've gotten soft here. We've gotten soft. And it's, it hasn't been, it's been a gradual softness, but it's here. You're not going to see any perfect games. You're not going to see many no-hitters by one pitcher. Everybody gets taken out of the game. Everybody gets taken out of the game. Uh, and it's, it's disappointing as a fan. I've, for the last week, I've watched baseball every night. Yankees, Blue Jays, the last couple of couple of games, four-game series. I think those two teams are going to compete for the American League East. They each won two games in the series. They were low-scoring, well-pitched, some home runs. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit three home runs on Wednesday in Yankee Stadium. It was incredible to, to watch. Um, but these are moments that you're not going to get back. Clayton Kershaw said all the right things after the game. You know – uh, it was the right move. I I reached my limit. The, Dave Roberts knows what he's doing. I'm going to be fresh, make my next start. I'm not going to have to delay it by a day. Feel pretty good right now. I really would have been pushing it. He said all the right things as a company man. But you know, deep down, Clayton Kershaw wanted to go back out there. There's no doubt in my mind Clayton Kershaw said, I got six more outs here. Six more for a perfect game. He's thrown a no-hitter. He's won a, a, a World Series ring. He's got all those things. He's in the downhill part of his career. But you know he wanted to go back out there. And as a fan, we wanted to see him go back out there. All right, uh, quickly, Samuel Williamson uh, going back home. The former Cardinal will uh, play his, the rest of his career, well, the next stage of his career at Southern Methodist University, SMU, uh, in the AAC. And Dante Allen, the cat who could not find any playing time, uh, will go to Western Kentucky University, Pendleton County High School graduate. Uh, he'll have Two years left of eligibility, I believe. Maybe three, but two years of eligibility left. It depends on the, pan, you know, does the pandemic give him another year? He'll. Uh, that's a good pickup for uh, Rick Stansbury at WKU. Now, for the last three days, and I don't want to harp on this a lot, but we've heard about Ty Ty Washington was not 100%. Uh, Kellen Grady had plantar fasciitis. That's the latest one out. He was not 100%. Severe Wheeler never got back to who he was before he got the concussions. Kentucky fan should be irate about these excuses. Did Kellen Grady have plantar fasciitis? Did it affect his game? Yes, absolutely. No question about it. Then why didn't Dante Allen play some more minutes there? Why didn't you get Dante Allen in the game and give Kellum Grady some breaks during the regular season and not play him 37 minutes a game? 
and not play him 38 minutes a game in the SEC tournament where you lost anyway. Give him some rest. Plantar fasciitis is, is brutal. It's very difficult. Painful. And the fact that he played as much as he did, I give him a lot of credit. But Kentucky fan doesn't want to hear excuses. Are we hearing about this if you went to the Final Four? Probably not. All right, I'm going to take a break. Uh, Rick just texted me. He's ready to go. So Rick Bozich uh, from WDRB Fox 41 will join me after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of this week, of this Friday. Uh, Thornton's text line still open, 414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Breaking news, uh, Paul George will not play for the Clippers tonight uh, in their play-in game at home against New Orleans. Paul George is in health and safety protocols. I thought we were done with that, but I guess not. He's missing a play-in game. Clippers were four-point favorites. They are now one-and-a-half-point underdogs to the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline. He was at the press conference. Let's bring in Rick Bozich from Fox 41, WDRB.com as well. How are you today, Rick? I'm good, John. Uh, it was nice talking to Danny Manning. Yeah. Makes me feel old because I remember <laughs> when he was the uh, most sought-after high school recruit in the country at Page High School in Greensboro, North Carolina and then went on to Kansas, and he was an old-school college basketball player who played all four years, even you, though he uh, could have gone pro much earlier. I'm guessing you were there in 88 when they beat uh, Oklahoma, Danny and the Miracles. They weren't supposed to be even be in that game, right? No, they had lost. I think they had lost to Oklahoma twice during the regular season. Uh, that game was in – was it in Kansas City? I think it was. I think so, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he played for Larry Brown, Coach Cal was an assistant coach on that staff. I think Mark Turgeon, who Danny Manning just worked for at Maryland, was on that staff. Kevin Pritchard. Uh, Turgeon played. Pritchard played. So, yeah. Uh, and Manning was – I think he set the record that year for the most points scored in six NCAA tournament games when Kansas pulled that off. And then he was the number one pick, unfortunately for him, with the L.A. Clippers. And um, <laughs> he, I think he would have been a, a really – he was a good pro. I think he would have been a really great pro, but – he had knee injuries and never quite, you know, was able to, to do all the things I'm sure he wanted to do. He's a two-time NBA All-Star. He is the right. second NBA All-Star ever to be an assistant coach at Louisville. Who's the first? Ooh, Reggie Theus. Very good. I knew I, I, if anybody else I asked is not going to get that, but you got it. You, and you got it quick. Very well done. I know my basketball from that era. <laughs> is this a home run hire? It feels like a home run hire. Yeah, I think it's a home run hire because, A, it's very apparent from what he's already done with the staff that Kenny Payne wants guys we already has relationships with and he feels comfortable um, going in the trenches with them and knows what their work ethic is and, and knows you know what their character is. And, B, uh, he's a guy who's been a former head coach in the ACC, uh, so he can help Kenny out uh, from that aspect, although Kenny downplayed that part of it. Uh, but I think that is helpful, and uh, he's a veteran guy who knows, you know, he knows there's going to be some days when the ship 
takes on water, and so he can help him uh, help Kenny uh, get through those days. And he's probably a guy who could run practice if there's a day that Kenny has to be away doing something else. I'm going to assume we got one more coach to get to here, one more hire from Kenny Payne as a coach. Are there any more jobs uh, staff-wise that are up for grabs as well? Yeah, I don't think they've named like a director of operation or some schools have a player development guy. There's usually two or three other jobs um, on the staff these days that they they find ways to bring guys in, whether an analytics guy or whatever. And, um, yeah, those jobs haven't been filled yet. And he said today at the press conference that he's, he's making headway on that. I noted at the Kenny Payne introductory press conference all the former players, and I did wonder out loud – how many of those guys are there looking for another job? That now you got these first two hires. You got Nolan Smith who didn't play at Louisville, and you got Danny Manning who didn't play at Louisville. Will the third guy be a former Louisville player? You think? Will the third assistant coach yes. be a? Yes. Uh, no, I don't think necessarily so. I think it's. I think there's a chance we'll see some former Louisville guys in the non-coaching positions, but uh, I don't know who the third guy's going to be. Yeah. I've heard a lot of different rumors. Uh, but, no, I, I don't think it's going to be a former Louisville player. Talking to Rick Bozich, WDRB.com. You can read his stuff there just about it daily. Uh, great stuff on WDRB.com. He'll also uh, be on Fox 41 Sports once in a while on the sports page with uh, Eric Crawford. Um, I wanted to have you on yesterday. Um, Tom Jurich situation. Uh, should he be considered? Is, is there a reason to consider Tom Jurich as a new athletic director, or is this all smoke? I think it's more than smoke. It's if it's smoke, it's pretty heavy smoke because yeah. the people who are um, advocating that Tom Jurich get a look for the job are, you know, very well respected people in the community who've been um, very consistent and uh, public donors to the University of Louisville for a long, long time. Um, should he be considered? I mean, I think considering him is fine. I'm not an advocate of hiring him because I think it's better to move forward. Uh, than to move backwards, but um, he's got a lot of support in the fan base and he's got a lot of support in the donor community. And out of respect to them, I guess it's fair to at least consider him. I feel like there are three factions here. There's the side that wants Josh Hurd. There's the side that wants mm -hmm. Tom Jurich. And then there's mm -hmm. the side that wants anyone other than Tom Jurich. Is that wrong? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a side that you know, they want the best person possible. They want a national search to hire somebody who is the best candidate possible, um, which is, you know, the way it works at most schools. Um, and I think that's what it'll end up being. Um, but it's the unfortunate part for Louisville is, I mean, the way it's currently going, it's becoming the last thing they need, which is another thing to divide the fan base. And the fan yeah. base has been divided over a string of reasons for the last, what, eight to ten years? And so I, I think at some point the school needs to move in a public manner and say, okay, yeah, he is going to be considered, or no, that's not what we're going to do, and we're going to move on. Talking to Rick Bozich, WDRB.com, I explained this to me. Why would you hire an athletic director – before you hire a university president? That's a very fair question that I've asked myself, and what I've been told is that for whatever reason, it takes more time to hire uh, a president than, a, than an athletic director. 
But um, I, w- I would say, so what? You've got an interim athletic director who's doing a fine job. Just leave him be and get your president. Am I, I wrong? I, I, I'm not gonna, uh, no, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, you've already got all your coaches in place, in place for next season. You let the interim hire as a basketball coach who yep. is theoretically the most important or, at worst, the second most important guy in your staff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be fine with that. And I guess the um, – come back to that would be then the longer he's there and the better job he does then makes it harder to if he's not going to be your guy to say no he's not going to be the guy um so i i think that for whatever reason they try and tell you it takes a year to hire a university president that's what i've always heard and that's what i've seen a lot of places and you can hire an ad in three or four months i don't know why that is i don't know why it's a more (laughs) exhausted search whether there's more Bigger talent pool. Voices. <laughs> yeah, uh, more voices that want to be heard in the university about who they want, who they yeah. don't like, and they find ways to exclude people or include people. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I think Josh Hurd has done a terrific job uh, as the interim AD uh, under difficult circumstances. And I know there's people that are pushing back against that, saying that you know the. Vince Tyree was the interim, and they went with the interim the last time, and uh, it, it worked out okay, not great. He, he ended up walking away from the job. So, um, I, at some point, I, I was—I guess I was a little disappointed to learn that they haven't even hired the search committee yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I mean, this is what didn't uh, Tyree leave in December? Well, would Vince Tyree still be the athletic director if Neely Ben Deputy had uh, announced her decision two days earlier? I think he probably would be the athletic director, yeah. yeah. Don't you? I, I kind of do, yeah. Absolutely. Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one the, thing we – this is the reason we always have a lot to talk about. It's the gift that keeps on giving, about. Rick, right? It's, it, it's, you know, I look around, really. I mean, at UK or IU or Purdue or Western, I mean, it's it, a different dynamic at Louisville. It's always some kind of <laughs> story uh, in terms of like, you know, personnel or po- politics or whatever. Right. I mean, it, always as the cards turn. Absolutely. Uh, your white Sox are four and two over under on how many white Sox games Rick Bozich has watched so far. I'll say five is the over under. Um, you're right. I've, I've watched five exactly. I wasn't wow. able to watch yesterday because I had a, a, a speaking engagement and, and some other things to do. I, I followed it on the computer for a few innings and listened to a couple innings on the radio, so I didn't watch any. What Tonight's is- going to be the challenge. Tampa Bay. Tonight their game. Well, their game's on Apple oh, TV, no. which I have Apple TV, but I've read the reviews of the game last week, and they were like 100% <laughs> negative. Bad stream or uh, bad announcing? What was it? Bad announcing. Because I refuse, I refuse to get another streaming service. I've got like fourteen of them. I'm, I'm just not going to pay anymore. That's it. I'm not getting Apple. I'm not going to do it. I, I do have Apple, um, so I will be able to watch it. But I think tonight will be a radio game. <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw comes out after seven innings, eighty pitches, perfect game. I'm old school. I'm like you know Nolan Ryan threw two hundred pitches a game. Keep him in. What, what, what are your thoughts here? I know it's the first game of the year. It's 37 degrees. He's not wearing any sleeves. But 80 pitches? You know, my thoughts are contradictory. I, I don't 
I'm at the point where I don't get upset about it anymore because I'm shocked he even went into the seventh inning. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't come out in the fifth um, because he's been hurt in the past. He's old. No spring training. spring training. I get all that. Yeah. The last two years have been weird with COVID and they're playing for October, not for April. I get it. But I, I'm more upset about the bigger picture of you go back and look at Marichal and Gibson and Seaver and Carlson and, you know, Nolan Ryan and on and on and on. And where these dudes pitched on three days rest, they threw 20 plus complete games a year. They yep. pitched 300 innings a year. And they weren't out with all these things that these guys are out with. Today, I look at the White Sox pitching staff. I mean, Lance Lynn is out for eight weeks because his knee. Giolito got hurt Giolito the other night. Yeah. In the first start of the game because he had some abdominal strain. Garrett Crochet got hurt in spring training with Tommy John. This guy's got a hamstring. Another guy, Ryan Burr's got a shoulder strain. It's like these dudes used to pitch all the time. And, and, I don't think they were hurt as much as they are now. How many guys needed Tommy John surgery before there was such a thing as Tommy John surgery, but they kept on pitching? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Or they needed rotator cuff, and they just, I don't know what they did. They took aspirin or whatever, (laughs) or they learned to pitch, you know, 10 mile an hour slower. But now, and they're babied all the way through professional baseball. Um and I don't know whether it's because they – some people say it's because now, back in the old days, kids played different sports and they weren't throwing all the time the way they are now when they're young baseball players playing all year long. But, man, it just seems like um, the durability is not nearly what it used to be. Because, I mean, you remember – I mean, you never – I mean, Tom Seaver was like a machine. He'd go out there and – if he didn't give you seven innings, it was like, well, that was a bad outing. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's It's been I, – I looked yesterday. It's been since 2016 since any pitcher in either league had more than three complete games in a season. The, la- the league leader the last – every year since then has been either two or three complete games. Last year I mean, it was three. It was Adam Wainwright last year, and, yeah. and there was one other guy. Yeah. Two guys pitched two, three. Two, well, that, since 2017 on – you, you could lead the league with two or three complete games. And these dudes used to go 20, you know, routinely and throw 300 innings and strike out, you know, 300 guys. And now it's like, oh, we got to get them out of the game. And it's like, I get it because pitchers today are so expensive when you're paying Scherzer $40 million and Garrett Cole $34 million or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's not it – doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. My goal was to get you upset today. That was my goal. So there you go. Well, are we on the same page, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's soft. It's not safe. It's soft. Yeah. That's that's and, my opinion. And, and it's I, even beyond that, I look at the White Sox. I mean, they got last year and this year just countless guys out with a hamstring or oblique or they're constantly getting hurt. It's it's crazy. They're like, you know, they're like flowers in the greenhouse, man. You put them outside <laughs> in the cold for like, 10 minutes and say, oh, can't go anymore. Hi, Rick. I appreciate it. I'm up against the right. uh, top of the hour, but thank okay. you on the short notice. Right. I appreciate you, bud. Right. You're welcome, man. Bye-bye. Rick Bozich, WDRB.com, Fox 41. You can read his stuff or uh, see him uh, on the uh, nightly news at 10 on Fox 41 occasionally. Uh, Bats baseball tonight against Omaha. They've won two of the first three. You can listen to it right here on the Big X. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.